Welcome to Hashtag WrestlePals The weekly dose Of dot 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 stupid That's really hard to sing and play at the same time Say and play at the same time Just me today Deal with it to talk about uh the new year it's 2020 things that we uh maybe some favorite stuff from 2019 and stuff we're looking forward to in 2020 if you're around um, you know i don't see anybody here so i'm probably gonna just play some dumb guitar (laughs) i'm probably just not even gonna put it down how do you like them apples let's talk with the lead about the lead story here oh you know what i want to bring this up first i think this is the actual okay justin doing too much over here i don't know if you guys can read that um i'm gonna read the words from ryan zane uh specifically ryan is a dear friend of mine and uh he's in the wrestling business or was and he's been afraid to go back because of an incident that happened that he finally had the strength to come forward about now, I'm only reading this and bringing light to this here at the, on the show in hopes that maybe somebody else who's been um, victimized by this person, uh, Rick Cataldo, maybe they step forward too. Um, I'd like to see some sort of consequences, like see some of these locker rooms clean up. Uh, but if you can't read it or if you're listening to the podcast, on Saturday, these are straight from Ryan Zane. On Saturday, July 14th, 2018, I performed at a professional wrestling event in Hoboken, New Jersey. After arriving, I changed into a t-shirt and shorts for a pre-show warm-up. In a production room surrounded by performers and staffers, one of my fellow performers, Rick Cataldo, approached me for what I assumed was a conversation about the match we were to perform that evening. Suddenly, Mr. Cataldo was knelt in front of me, running his fingers on my knee without any consent or provocation from myself. I flatly told him stop and no multiple times, along with other serious protests throughout the entire incident. But Mr. Cataldo ignored this, proceeding to rub my penis under my boxers. Another wrestler exclaimed, Rick, what the fuck are you doing? Once he finally stopped, Mr. Cataldo simply sat in his chair as though nothing had happened. When I attempted to leave the room, Mr. Mr. Cataldo followed and intrusively explained to me how he performs oral sex on men while making tongue gestures close to my face for the rest of the night i kept close to friends and trusted individuals so that i could try to focus on the job i was there to do part of my performance involved working with mr katalo so i performed to the best of my ability while the actions of mr katalo weighed heavily on me after the event a staff member who witnessed the assault brought me to the events promoters and asked me to explain what had happened i was informed by the promoters that rick would not be coming back to work for them. In the weeks that followed, a promoter from the event pleaded with me on several occasions over the telephone and messenger app to withhold any public statement or legal action. I was told in no uncertain terms, you release a statement, it legit only gets 10,000 times worse. And actually, I've seen the receipts for those. I made an attempt to handle this away from the wrestling community, filing a report against Mr. Cataldo for criminal sexual assault approximately two weeks after the incident occurred. 
When Mr. Cataldo was contacted by a detective to confirm his identity, he decided to retaliate against me for reporting his crime with his own false accusation against me. I was informed via the detective that Rick warned he would not press charges if I did not. The intimidation brought on by a false accusation, written and verbal threats, finally broke my will to fight, and after three court dates, all charges were mutually dropped. As this entire incident escalated, I experienced a state of confusion and fear. It paralyzed me. Since July 14th of 2018, I have been filled with self-doubt. Why was I unable to defend myself? The answer is that I experienced a sexual assault and was not mentally prepared to endure it. No one is. No one ever should have to. Mr. Cataldo's behavior goes beyond the scope of banter and what is frequently referred to as locker room behavior. Rick Cataldo walks unencumbered by the burden of what he did to me and continues to enter locker rooms and perform. I am still carrying the pain, shame, and confusion stemming from the assault daily. I've not been able to engage with wrestling the way that I used to. I am fearful of the locker room setting and what might occur should I choose to pursue wrestling again. I am watching the life that I built slip past me, still benefiting those who would prefer to keep me silent. Professional wrestling was my absolute favorite craft and medium, and I feel that anything I viewed as a success or milestone in my professional wrestling life has been torn away from me by Rick Cataldo's actions. If we as a community fail to look critically at our colleagues' misconduct, then we all individually risk becoming something we are not. This is not an issue of sexuality or gender. This is an issue of boundaries and consent. Rick Cataldo's actions are a betrayal of the community he represents. Mr. Cataldo has since has since the event demonstrated little understanding or appreciation for how he crossed the line. And after speaking with another wrestler who experienced this exact behavior, I fear that Rick Cataldo could do this again. Any passive endorsement of Rick Cataldo in these actions opens the door for further abuse in the future. And that's what this is all about. First of all, I'm very proud of, of Ryan for he's been, that's been weighing on on him for a while. Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, it was July 14th. Here it is six months later, and he's just now getting the courage to, to speak up about it. Um, I'm proud of him. And, you know, uh, some people are jumping to, uh, Rick's defense and, uh, that's gross. Uh, first of all, um, they're, oh, I apparently have, yeah, uh, there's Ellie. Uh, also, Melina is a cunt. You know, I didn't want to say it in so many words, but yeah, Melina was, we're definitely calling her out. She's one of the people who has come to Rick Cataldo's aid uh, and is is trying to go to bat for him. And that's number one, wrong hill to die on. Number two, so unbelievably wrong um how how can you possibly how could we how could you possibly be okay with that and ryan isn't the only person to come forward on this and again um ryan's actually uh ryan ryan coming forward has brought more people forward and i hope it brings more and i hope I hope something comes of this and I hope Ryan first of all feels better and I hope if nothing else Rick Cataldo has to answer for his actions if nothing else stop booking him uh 
he something has to happen something absolutely has to happen the boys told me stories about her and ever since she's lost my all my respect again i don't i don't use that word lightly i mean i i know it was your word uh and i i echoed it but um for her to go so vehemently against ryan and she didn't say either of their names but still that's just not cool man on so many levels um you just how are you going to defend somebody who sexually assaulted someone else like that i i just don't know man that just it just doesn't sit right with me molina um i don't want to i don't want to dwell here but i thought this was a very important situation very important story that i didn't want I wanted to make sure that anybody who watches and listens to this show is aware of that. If you see a show with Rick Cataldo, either A, do not go and make the promoter know that that is why, or just B, make it be known that you don't want Rick Cataldo at these shows. And until something, until he faces some sort of action some sort of reaction like some sort of penalty he's he's done for blacklist him so i don't have my one sheet ready y'all but here's what i'll say hard work works y'all he should be arrested it's assault it's assault he assaulted someone. Why? I mean, this should absolutely be taken a lot more seriously. And I will say that uh, even though I saw some people uh, come into Rick, uh, Rick's defense, most people firmly behind Ryan. And that was great. Um, I think most people and a lot of wrestlers come into, come into Ryan's defense and to me that's that's cool so hopefully something more light gets shined on this something comes along down the pike you know what works i don't know if i can sell hard work works while playing food fighters nope you know, I don't know if I can, hmm, what's something easy enough that I, how about this? I'll just do an E chord. How's that? Hard work works fitness app. Is only ten dollars a month. Holy hell! You want to take a look at the app? Oh, there it is. I wish I had my one sheet so I could read everything. You know what? Follow Joe. Hard underscore work. Hard 
underscore work underscore works and you see the logo right there he's also on the facebook machine all the info is there if i had my my sheet there that i could read the information for i would tell you but i don't but uh you know you know uh all right so let's talk about things from 2019 that you loved uh favorite matches favorite wrestler um favorite show and let's talk about uh let's talk about 2020 what are you looking forward to most in 2020 now i'm leading out front with this and i don't care i've talked to a lot of people about this uh i'm gonna bring up this picture again and it was hot garbage absolutely hot garbage as this lashley uh uh lashley um and lana thing has been hot trash absolutely hot trash but i loved it i loved every stupid second of it it was awful and i loved it even lives involvement i loved it <laughs> i shouldn't have there was not a single redeeming thing about it all of it was terrible but uh it was hot and it was everybody in this dumb thing is stupidly over uh and ev all of them are getting better it's insane how much they're getting out of something that everyone universally hates absolute trash absolute trash but it was great. Liv came out. Uh, it looks like it's going to be some sort of love storyline. I'm I'm pushing the pause button on that because she may just be a troublemaker. She may be just somebody who's looking to mix it up. It's possible. But it's looking like she was in love with Lana. And uh, I'll say this. Liv killed it. She was great in her role. Say whatever you want about the actual segment and that it was trash and but she killed it this was her first time to shine and she absolutely did she took the ball and ran and that is going to speak volumes about her and her future she is going to have a huge 2020 based on that hot trash segment in the main event and another thing uh i actually told ellie about this because we were talking about it uh, the other day and um the YouTube at the time, like the day after, was at 1.4 million views for her part of the segment. 1.4 million views. Her vignette from earlier in the show, the one, um, like the uh, towel and to be continued one, at the time had less than 200,000. So just to show you. That's a lot more freaking eyes on her. And again, love it or hate it. You know, again, it, it was awful. I am not denying that. It was awful. Liv was great. She was terrific. And it's going to bode well for her. And I hope it includes some wrestling for her because she really is a good wrestler. And I say that Liv, love Justin. Liv loves Justin aside. That's got nothing to do with it she just really is a good wrestler and i think that she has a really bright 2020 ahead of her um 
we're probably not going to go too long today because number one, I want to do some posseing up. Number two, well, I got some stuff to do. Just saying. Um, I want to play some songs. So, uh, yeah. So Ellie says this. My issue is Sonia and Mandy pitched this storyline for over a year and they got told it was too controversial. Yet this was okay. What happened Monday? Now, uh, I don't. I can't back any of this up because I don't watch Total Divas. Um, but from what I understand, something I read about this was that Sonia's girlfriend was not okay with it when it came to, when push came to shove. She was not okay with it. I don't know if that's true. Uh, I hate not being able to substantiate it, and I hate putting it out into the ether. But that is what I understand of the situation. Whether it's true or not, who knows? Internet makes up stuff all the time. So let's talk about your favorites. What were some of your favorite things from 2019? I tell you, there, there was a lot of weird swings this year in WWE specifically that shouldn't have worked, but really did. Uh, I really enjoyed TLC, strangely. I don't know that it was my favorite, but strangely, I really enjoyed TLC. Uh, Survivor Series was great, too, this year. Um, I look back at Royal Rumble really fondly with Becky Lynch winning, um, Seth Rollins winning. I can, my favorite moment is easily Kofi. Um, I, I just loved his entire run like this year from the moment he stepped into the chamber all the way through till he loses to Brock. It was just a great story. I think, I think, mm, I don't know, probably the Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt's probably my favorite overall thing from 2019. And then followed closely by Kofi's, Kofi's 2019 story. Yeah, NXT taking over, absolutely. Uh doing incredible things with Survivor Series specifically. That whole that whole story from Saudi Arabia into Survivor Series. And it's really looking like they're going to be doing the world uh, worlds collide as the new takeovers on like the Saturday show of, you know, the Royal Rumble or, you know, whatever. And takeovers are going to be officially be a WWE branded pay-per-view on Sundays, which I love. Uh, because that means less WWE pay-per-views, which means we can get more hype for the WWE pay-per-views. If you get what I'm saying to you. Oh, yeah. The return of Brazango. Uh, well, we know why Jenny liked that. <laughs> but I was excited too, man. I, I love me some Brazango. Seeing them back in action was awesome. Uh, Kofi and Becky, the Firefly Funhouse, absolutely one of the most consistent things on WWE television. I'm trying to think of um, NWA Power's existence. Um, I am getting a little worried because you had the Jim Cornette gimmick earlier. You had uh, David Marquez recently speaking out against uh, somebody said something uh, racially charged, perhaps. And Marquez said something along the lines of, Oh, this person can say this and Cornette can't say bucket of chicken. Way to be tone deaf, dude. Like that, I I don't think that's cool at all. Um, and then you have Molina, like right there at the tail end of the year. Uh 
oof. Uh, that is one thing I'm worried about with with NWA. I'm hoping that that doesn't permeate, and I'm hoping that doesn't become a safe haven for people who want to do awful things. Because I will jump off. I will jump off immediately if that ends up being the case. Uh, <laughs> am I calling Jenny a ghoul? Are you too cool for school? Oh, Ellie, going way out on a limb. You think Keith Lee is going to win the Rumble? Okay. I do love the uh, the Rumble is going to be 10 from each show. 10 from NXT, 10 from SmackDown, 10 from Raw. I think that's going to be fun. We also have Wrestle Kingdom coming up. I don't have the card in front of me. Wrestle Kingdom is this weekend. And um, I know Jericho and Tanahashi are wrestling. And if Tanahashi wins, he gets a shot at Jericho's AEW championship. So that's interesting. I'm curious to see where that goes. Wrestling is on right now. Colt was on AEW Dark, so NWA is in trouble. Well, Eli Drake is still on, on NWA, and Eli Drake rules and the question mark. The question mark rules. But NWA could be in trouble if they keep running. If if people keep coming out and saying awful things, NWA is going to be in trouble because I, I will turn it off with quickness. Um, yeah, that's the one thing that sucks about being on at Wednesdays at 9 o'clock is now we're up against both NXT and AEW. So... Hmm. Not a fan of that. But what are you going to do? I was going to play some songs, but I realized I don't know. I only know a couple uh, wrestling themes. Keith is Vince's new favorite, and his popularity has risen so much since October... Keith Lee ruled Survivor Series weekend without a shadow of a doubt. And I hope you're right about that because Keith Lee freaking rules. Well, I, I get I still get to watch NXT usually on Friday afternoons. I I never get to watch AEW. Sometimes sometimes I go out of my way to watch it, but I rarely ever do. Uh da da da. It would be huge. Now, uh, would it be same, same? You get a shot at the NXT championship or you get a shot. He can call his shot and get a shot at any of the three championships. That would be interesting. Seeing Keith Lee get a shot at, well, let's say the wh whomever is the WWE champion come Royal Rumble. That could be fun because uh, uh, Brock is the current champion pretty safe money that he will become come rumble depending on how much he wants to work <laughs> could be come mania <sighs> well again what are you guys looking forward to most ellie's telling me that she thinks keith lee is going to win the rumble i like that i like that a lot i think matt riddle is also going to have a huge 2020 um I'm looking forward to Dream coming back. I don't know when that's supposed to happen. And I don't know if he's coming back to NXT. I hope so. Uh, but Velveteen Dream is one of my favorite characters, period, in wrestling, other than The Fiend, in the last, what, 
five, six years easily. Like I've, I've, I've never gravitated to anybody as much as I did to Velveteen Dream when he first showed up on the scene. I'm actually hoping to figure out a way to watch Wrestle Kingdom this weekend. I have to work and it's always, the problem is it's always on so late here. I'm looking for your favorites from 2019 or what you're looking forward to most about 2020. I wonder if I could sing songs in promo form in somebody else's voice. Probably not. Dream is supposed to be working with Cena potentially. All right. Maybe I should put the guitar down. I have it. I'm holding the guitar, and it's just making me want to play it instead of talking to everybody. But the biggest thing here is uh, we talked about we talked about Ryan, which was super important. We talked a little bit about my favorite things from 2019. You know, I'm going to bring up some other things. Lacey Evans turning babyface has been surprisingly uh, uh, pleasant. I've really enjoyed that. Um, I've really enjoyed Keith Lee's ascent to the top of uh, top of NXT. Um, flexibility might happen. Diana <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Parasso and Chelsea Green were on uh, Raw. Let's see. You know what? <laughs> All right. I don't want to go back that far. Ah, you know what? I think I'm done. I think, don't ask me why. I got things I need to do. And I'm tired. I'm thirsty. I think, uh, also Restream's not opening for some reason. So, let's take it on out of here, eh? I feel like I wrote a riff for the outro and now I don't remember it oh here's what we'll do I'll do this I'll read you a couple things that Nathan and I took oh wholesome fest that's that's what I want to talk about freaking wholesome fest uh gentleman Jervis is trying to put together a wrestling festival called wholesome fest we want in hashtag wrestle pals want in maybe we can get the uh, wholesome undertaker in on it you know he wants to rest with peas <laughs> god i'm so stupid some days all right uh so be on the lookout for that if you're not following gentleman jervis oni versus riddle I think Oni versus Riddle came on NXT TV. Um, or like sometime last year, I think. But, you know, maybe I'm thinking of Gulak and Riddle. But I, I almost I feel like Oni and Riddle wrestled last year on NXT TV. If they haven't, I'm. If they haven't, gimme. And if they have, I want to see it again. 
But uh, yeah, let's let's get out of here. Your boy's floundering. Um, and I keep wanting to play my guitar, so. Here, do this, and then I'll do this. You enjoy the show? I know you do. Maybe not this week's. But uh, patreon.com slash oh hi Justin is a place you can go to support the show and everything I'm doing really is what it boils down to. You help me out a great deal. Only a dollar a month helps out a great deal. And you can also follow us on the Twitter machine at WrestlePalsVirginia. It's me. I'm the one that's doing the tweets. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Hulkster. Hashtag live loves Justin. In case you didn't know. Uh, you can also find us everywhere you find podcasts, Apple Podcasts. If you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review and five stars would be nice. You don't have to, but that would be nice. You can also follow us on the Spotify. Like I said, everywhere podcasts can be found. I'm Justin. I did a horrible show today, but it's okay. Sorry about that. Just the way it happened. rearrange myself here hooray for happy accidents but it's no mishap that i care pump the brakes there's more to come wherever you go i'll see you there the problem child the tongue is blue live his life and it kicks off fire problem child the tongue is blue live his life and it kicks off fire Say that those are the breaks. Well, I say that's why we riot. Taste the feet of those lovely kicks. You'll get laid out, but I suggest you try it. Problem child, the tongue is blue. Live his life in a kicks of fire. Problem child, tongue is blue. Live his life in a kicks of fire. Problem child, tongue is blue. Live his life in a kicks of fire. Problem child, tongue is blue. Live his life in a kicks of fire. Kicks a fire, kicks a fire, kicks a fire, oh. All right, y'all. See you next week. Hopefully, goddamn hashtag wrestle pals. It'd help if I did this. So I pick him up and I'm on camera home, but he a mean dog bit me in the spare rib. Now take him home, put him in the baby crib. Yeah, I don't know the words that AJ Styles. <laughs> you know what you are? You're phenomenal. Phenomenal.